Welcome to Hack and Slash Played, a gaming podcast where the hacks bring you what we've slash played. I'm Danny Lascott, and with me I have Eddie Nesbajano. So I've been working on my Chewy, you know, getting that uh, Star Wars Battlefront in. Oh, fancy. You sound like a duck. <laughs> and also with us we have Anthony Moganum. Howdy doody, guys. How- <laughs> Howdy, duty, duty. It's he another word for poop. <laughs> but also with us is special guest Harley Hammock. Oh dear. Hi. What's going on? <laughs> so interestingly oh, enough, my. Harley is the gentleman who actually drew by hand, believe it or not, our original title icon. Well, by hand and by computer. But yes, <laughs> I am a semi-amateur professional artist. Did you use a what's it called a Wacom? Yeah, a tablet. tablet? Yep. Yeah. That's so that's by drawn. hand. Yeah, most things oh. are drawn by hand. <laughs> that's not true. You could use a mouse. You could use. But clip. you have to use your hand yeah, how to do use you the, move mouse? the mouse. <laughs> yeah, but that's not hand drawn. I mean, if you lost a hand, it had like a nub. Yes, I drew it all like, in the VR three dimensional space. Have you tried so, that before? The VR drawing? No, it looks trippy though. It's really trippy. Why you've done it? Yeah, I have actually. I'm borrowing, like I said last episode. <laughs> Did you do calligraphy in the air? Uh, it's pretty cool because one hand is the What's it called? That like art paint selector thing? What do they yeah. call those? A uh, palette. A palette. <laughs> Did you just seriously ask what a palette is? I was really hoping you would say, oh, a paint selector. <laughs> <laughs> and the other hand is what you actually draw oh, with. Yes, and you have like bop. infinite colors. So it's, it's pretty cool. And when you're watching it on TV, if someone else is playing it, it's really not that impressive. But when you're standing in it and everything's kind of like flashing around you and it's all 3D, it's really quite cool. Yeah, there's a channel on YouTube called Drawfee and they do... The occasional VR one where they're in space drawing weird space creatures. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's college humor, I think. I don't know. So, uh, Harley, why don't you give us a little lowdown on your video game history? History. Let's see. Well, I started yeah, probably with PlayStation. Uh, that was probably my first system because I'm a little younger than you guys are. Um, oh, well, way to put a date on us. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. PlayStation, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, those were my three first systems probably. But the first game I'd really call my own because I had a sibling and my dad playing games <laughs> that I wasn't allowed to play for some reason. Anyway, um, was probably Fire Emblem was probably the first game I'd consider to be my own. Well, what kind of games were your, were your dad playing? Wow. Was your dad playing? My dad was playing like Medal of Honor, Duke Nukem. Oh, I wasn't okay. allowed to play Duke Nukem because yeah, apparently there were not. boobies in it. That was the best part of the game. There yeah, were the I thought there was just cleavage. You could like throw dollars yeah. at the strippers. Maybe wow, in the new one. Really? Not in the old one, could you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I never really played the old ones. Yeah. I was too busy chewing bubblegum. But yeah, and my sister had a Bug's Life and Bobby's Race and Ride, which didn't interest me as much. Bobby's Race yeah, and Ride? Bobby's Race and Ride? Bobby's Race and Ride. Oh, doing the weird Barbie. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be weird voices throughout that you're probably already used to because Danny's on this podcast. Hi. I don't think anyone, even including us, are used to it. Oh, so. <laughs> it's a goof. What is there, like 30 people in the room? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's German guys just wandered in here. Who are you people? I didn't like, buy you in my house. Door. <laughs> it's like an episode of Total Recall. What? None of us have physics degrees, Eddie. Sorry. Us. Oh, okay. Just I took me? a physics class Just in high me? school once. <laughs> I never took physics. Yay, Not art even high degree. <laughs> yeah. Art degrees will do that. I was yeah. more of a bio guy. <laughs> so, so to be honest with you, I've actually played a little bit of Barbie's Race and Ride. Did you also have a sister? 
I did have a sister. Yes, but it wasn't her game. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, it wasn't her game after a week of me playing it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When what does he mean playing it? Yeah, when I really got into gaming. uh, Yeah, I'm just gonna keep fucking going. I I want you to. Yeah, that was perfect. I am the railroad, and this is my train. There are no brakes. (laughs) Anyway, right? Games I got into after I really got into gaming were JRPGs and MMOs. Because MMOs were really fucking easy to run on my shitty ass computer. So I played RuneScape, Adventure Quest, uh, Conquer Online, uh, Cabal, Digimon. I played Pokemon. I played... Uh, lots of Mons. Jamaica Mon. <laughs> yes, lots of Mons. I like creature capture games. They're very fun. But I got tired of them after a while. And then I switched over to every character action game I could find. So stuff like MOBAs, League of Legends, and Smite. Stuff like Overwatch is what I'm currently playing. Stuff like Hmm. Monster Hunter, which is how I actually became friends with Danny. We worked together at Big Five Sporting Goods, not sponsored. And uh, I struck up a conversation about Monster Hunter 3, I think. I don't remember. It was one of them i think we just mentioned that like the new one was coming out Mm -hmm. and then we're like oh what's your favorite monster and then we would while we were moving shoes because that's all you do with that job Mm -hmm. is um talk about different monsters oh remember when you fight the diablos oh yes that was a very cool fight oh the tiger rex though oh yes also very cool and then when the new one came out we played it and then that was a friendship was born yeah i believe when the new one came out after that we spent almost an entire month playing that game until we realized that the sun was coming up and then going to sleep. And One month later. Yes. What, <laughs> what happened? The, the cryo chamber of yeah. like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> the hyperbolic time chamber of Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. So you went from uh, collecting monsters to destroying and hunting them. Yes. But it also counts as collecting because you get to wear their skin. Ah, nice. It puts the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. I don't. I don't think you can put lotion on the monsters. Oh, sure you uh, can. Did paintballs count? You could paintball the monsters. Oh, yes. You're right. That probably does have some soothing qualities. Yeah, well, they get angry, but anyway. Um, <laughs> they get angry at the paintballs? No, they don't. Yeah, well, they, they, gets, they know you're there. I was going to say, they they're like, what's they're up? There, and they're, Fucker? <laughs> they're certainly angry with you for being there. True. Lots of angry monsters. It's a good game. It is. It's a very good game. <laughs> what games have you been playing recently? Recently, it's been mostly Overwatch, uh, Blizzard's MOBA called Heroes of the Storm. Recently got back into League of Legends. And I've been playing Planetside 2, briefly, oh, okay. with Eddie Mismajaro, whatever the hell you pronounce your last name. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. That, was close. that was a good try. For yeah. first try, that was really good. Yeah. Eddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As the football coaches called me, Eddie. Yes. But uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I jumped into Planetside 2 as well free game uh it's got a freemium aspect to it it's actually a great first person shooter um it's got that whole kind of battle field feel to it where you can roll up on tanks you can fly planes uh you pick classes that you know if you want to be a sniper if you want to be heavy artillery what uh what is the setting is this like space the setting is one of the most important things because what eddie hasn't mentioned yet is that it's gigantic yeah you're playing on a continent and it is sci-fi so you're the planes you're flying are spacey depending on which faction you choose it gets more or less sci-fi there's three Mm -hmm. factions the new conglomerate the terran republic and the vanu sovereignty 
the new conglomerate the, is the, the the globbies, the sovereigns, and the what? The blues, the reds, and the purples. There you cool go. Cool colors. Blue, red, I can handle that. Yeah. There you go. That's how I would have described it. <laughs> blue, red, them, and purple. So. <laughs> the blues are the Americans. The reds are. Can you guess what the reds are? Man, the Brits? No, they're the Russians. I was going to oh, say okay. the Russkies. Yeah. Yeah. They're the Russians. And <laughs> Van are the space weird ones. Are they from space? No, but they worship space. Is everyone human in this game? Yes, what? everyone's human. <laughs> is it kind of a Halo style armor kind of game, or uh, kind of kind of similar, style? but a little bit a little bit less sci-fi than Halo, basically. So the new conglomerate are as the Americans get their sort of half sci-fi stuff. It's everything still recognizably planes and automatic weapons and things like that. Uh, the Terran Republic ha- is is more sort of, I guess, metal. Where they've got a lot of chain weapons and things like that that are just... Oh, they're like the jets. Yeah. Or they like the sharks. Oh, know. my God. <laughs> is that a is. West Side Story reference? God damn it, Danny. But God damn it. It's the Vanu who are the closest to Halo, where they've got all <laughs> okay. the laser weapons and this real sleek, the futuristic sci-fi, kind of futuristic style. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so e- they just win? No. Who brings a fucking chain to a laser gun fight? It's a chainsaw. It, no, not a chainsaw. A chain weapon as in a really, really fast... Machine gun, Gatling gun. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like they're gun. swinging a chain, yeah, like no, I'm no. swinging a chain. And uh, if you guys all click in unison, like you start snapping, and then uh, you go, "When you're a jet, you're always a jet." From your first cigarette <laughs> to your last dying day, uh, we get one get a- West Side Story reference <laughs> an episode. Okay. Unfortunately, unlike in Doom, there is no dancing in this game, oh, which is disappointing. Yeah, that's true. But, oh, like the victory screen, like yeah, yeah that's what I was referring. There's no victory screens either Nobody because wins. there's no rounds of combat it's it's territory based combat and the object is to control the continent but like the whole continent the whole continent so well, how long does a, a match last forever what match oh it yeah. just keeps going so you just go just to the going. continent it goes so how how it actually works i'm exaggerating slightly is you control as much of the continent as possible once you hit over 40 percent, there's a chance for a thing called an alert to start which means you have 30 minutes to retain control of that much of the continent and then the continent locks once the continent's locked, nobody can fight on it, and your team gets a bonus to various things like how fast your vehicle points regenerate for spawning vehicles or mm-hmm. things like that. And then you go fight on a different continent. At any given time, there's usually two continents locked and two continents unlocked. So the two, so whichever team has those continents has bonuses to fight on the other two. And each continent is themed. There's a desert, a tundra, a swamp. And general forest and hills. I don't kind understand. Like you have to log into different continents? or No, you, you don't just... log into different continents. You teleport. Okay. There's spawn points all over these maps. And depending on how much territory you control, you can spawn anywhere on the front line, basically. So, well, so if you're, can you control the whole planet at a time? So, like, say you have two locked down and then you're about to lock the other two down. Do you well, just world dominate? It's probably on it's, win? it's really hard. It's technically possible, but I've never seen it happen. There's three factions. Can so you there's going to be a dominant faction regardless yeah. on, on so one of the continents? Whenever right. you're on a continent, you have a screen that shows you the map. And mm-hmm. on that map is a sidebar with little bar graphs that shows you what population. Of each team uh, of e- is on each team. Like it's forty percent Vanu sovereignty. It's twenty three percent a new conglomerate. And if you're playing with new conglomerate, you don't really want to be on that continent right now because Jesus Christ, you're going to get stomped. But it's usually pretty even. Right. Everyone sort of hovers around thirty percent. Um. So wait. Well, in that case, do you get to change your team, or is it like when you boot up the game, it's like when you you're fucking game, red now, when you and boot then up you're the red game, for life. 
you have character creators and you can create there's three slots by default you have to pay to unlock more which is enough to create a character for each faction basically and then you pick your server which is just us west us east europe the usual server business right Mm -hmm. so yeah so um so you could be playing as the reds and being like, oh, yes, this is very good. I'm having a good time playing as the Reds. And then you're getting your ass kicked and you go, fuck this. And then you switch to fucking blue. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do I'm gonna do the blue thing now. And then well, you win. to be more accurate, there are voice packs that you can buy for real money. The new conglomerate does, in fact, have a Terminator voice pack. Yeah. Those accents were painful, by the way. <laughs> painful <laughs> to, uh, you mean like joy like it like, those <laughs> like it bites. was so well, delightful the pain that and the pleasure are one <laughs> i'm smiling so hard right now my face so yes, hurts while you're playing this game every now and then you will hear enemy engineer spotted because they have a fucking voice pack that is just arnold schwarzenegger and it's amazing yeah so that that More is one thing that. that i especially jumping into this game after it's been out for five years and being new to it um the learning curve of not only the map, but uh, being behind because other, everybody else has been playing for a while, so they've developed enough currency in-game to buy better weapons. Well, the interesting thing about that is while that is a problem, it's not as big of a problem as it could be. Right. Because what you're buying into isn't really better weapons, though there are upgrades that you can get. It's um, variety of weapons. So, for example, if you have a tank, by default, a tank is... A fucking tank shoot the things with the tank but what the tank can't do is deal with the aircraft you're gonna get fucked by the aircraft but you can buy what's called a sky guard which is a different turret for your tank that deals with aircraft so it gives you more versatility the more you spec into things so but you purchase like upgrades. modular pieces for all your equipment yeah. basically and like i and like eddie was talking about there are upgrades so that there is a curve coming in to where you need to get up to everyone else's level. Mm-hmm. But those are pretty quick. Everything expensive in this game is non-essential. And that's where the freemium comes in. Because I like this freemium model. I have a lot of problems with a lot of freemium models. But the two models that I don't have a problem with are cosmetics. Oh, so the only thing you pay for are cosmetic yes. things? Cosmetics and acceleration. So you generate currency faster and you get to buy cosmetics if you are a member or if you buy the premium currency. Oh, so you can't buy anything that's going to do more damage. No, there is nothing in this game that's going to do more damage that is only premium. The only premium items are recolors, basically. You get to buy gold weapons, silver weapons, platinum weapons, things like that. You get to deck out with different types of camo, different armor, different helmets. But none of that stuff is available to the free-to-play players, hmm. which is fine. I don't particularly care. It's all cosmetic. But the other thing is the acceleration. You develop your experience points faster, and so it's easier to grind everything out. Oh, right on. You know, speaking of freemium, um, I dove into a game that I never expected I would ever get into, and yeah. that is Guild Wars 2. Right? Which is a game that's completely free until it's copyrighted. Well, anyway, Guild Wars. Yeah, (laughs) so it's completely free, but you can purchase expansions for it. And everything's available. Pretty much everything's available in the free version. But the expansions unlock mounts. And also other areas on the map that are expansion areas. Is that kind of how Warcraft is modeled now? You get free up to level 20. Level 20. Everything else is So what did you get free up to? Forever? 80, yeah. You can play the whole game. Yeah, you can play. But you can't have a mount. So you're just like hoofing it the whole time? Yep. Can you hitchhike? There's no like two-seater mount? And like people like offering rides to like freemium players like hey 
I got a ride. Oh, like portals and wow. But no, there's nothing like that as far as I've seen. I've put probably 20 hours into it so far. Damn. And it's really brought me back to like my wow days. And that's actually why I didn't want to get into it because I knew I would get sucked in. And that's it's just fun questing and exploring a new world and whatnot. But uh, I totally eat my words once again and am now <laughs> playing an MMO. It has um, your claws into you. So you you said you've been playing for twenty hours. Did you sink any money into it? Since it is freemium, you can purchase the game. And he's just egging me on. That's that's what he's doing. (laughs) So I had kind of an issue with the game. It's totally my fault, but I'm so bitter about it. Mostly about myself, where I created an account begrudgingly and made a typo in my email. Right. So I created this account and tried to verify. Never got the verification email. Couldn't figure out why. Realized the email was wrong. So I created a new account with the right email. And started playing on that. And I was like, great, this, this is pretty fun. I'm enjoying this. Right. My friend Alan, who's one who convinced me to, to buy it or to uh, play the play game. game. Um, finally, I was like, oh, great, I'm going to buy the expansion. You've convinced me I want to mount. We're kind of going pretty slow, just walking around. You bought it for the wrong account. I bought you? it for the wrong account. Why didn't you just like delete the other account? Well, that's the problem is I bought it from uh, cdkeys.com, which apparently is a bootlegging website. I didn't it realize. Very ill repute yes well let me just say that guild wars support does not appreciate it when you buy from (laughs) cdkeys.com and they banned the account so even though i was ready to switch from my 20 hour played account to an account that had never been played at all and just you know ditch all of my my experience or whatever my playtime and start over with a mount they banned the account they banned the but they banned the account that you didn't play at all yeah but it had the expansion attached to it well, how much is the expansion? It was $24. It was I got $6 off. And so I ended up buying it again for the regular account. So I paid for it twice when I could have bought the second expansion instead. Because I'm a fucking idiot. This and is not just that, they berated me over email for not purchasing it from their store. They're yeah. like, they basically just said it was a bootleg site and we don't appreciate it. And we're not going to help you because it's not a real key. Well, this is what you get for not knowing how to fucking spell. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's very true. It is my fault, but they could have been nicer about it, honestly. And but I, I do, see their position. I do actually want they had, to talk They to should you. be nicer about you stealing from I them, didn't steal. I paid for it. And then I, I mean, even wrote cdkeys.com, and they, I said, this is what they said about your, your site, and they banned my account. Is there any way I can get another key? Because I paid for it, and it's not fair. Yeah, what those websites do is they, they buy deny products me. on sale. Basically, right. and then mark it back up to almost regular price. Right. So, so they you make get a six profit. bucks off, yeah. and they make a profit, and then yeah. So yeah, that's not illegal, is yeah, it? Yeah, but they I, but the company loses money, and they know that. Yeah, and so they'll get mad at you for as skin far as I see them. it. That's that's consumerism. I may not have used yeah, let's ask rights. StubHub about that. Yeah, the legal. No, that's people selling their tickets and they take StubHub. a fee. It's a totally different. The model. legality of it is currently up in the air because no one's taken the case to court yet. So yeah. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it's legitimate, but I don't think I'm going to buy another key for an online I mean, game like a, that from a site like that because mm-hmm. I'm going to lose out if something yeah, goes wrong. I was going to say just buy like regular. It's like, effectively scalping games. Like, yeah. Well, I only saved six dollars in the end. That's the thing. Actually, no, I lost thirty dollars well, trying to buy it again. Lesson learned. Yeah. Don't be. Uh, so, so I do want to talk to you about this though, because as I mentioned earlier, I fail out of liking. MMOs. Mm-hmm. So what do you particularly enjoy about Guild Wars 2? So before we get into Guild Wars specifically, this mm-hmm. is all a part of your question. World of Warcraft is extraordinarily polished. This game, just for those of you that don't know, is very similar to World of Warcraft, but it's not as cartoony and it's not as uh, warm and fuzzy is the best way to put it. Like World of Warcraft draws you in with these lovable characters and funny moments and really polished, optimized graphics that run on literally anything, right? Whereas Guild Wars is rounded in different ways. 
right? So in World of Warcraft, you have to approach the quest giver and talk to him and deal with... You can skip through the text, but you still have to talk to him. Whereas in Guild Wars, you just have to be in the area of the quest and you automatically get it, right? Some of the quests you have to do on your own, which means you have to actually... If you have to kill 10 whatever, uh, you know, ogres or something... You have to Cobalt. Talk. It's all ogre now. You have to actually kill them yourself. You know, you could do it with a friend and you both get it, but you have to actually touch the enemy. But some of them are group quests and you only have to run in and hit a few of them and then leave and you can go do other things and you'll still get the experience for the quest. Do you have to stay in the area? No. You can just be like, fuck it. You guys got this, right? I'm well, going to go drink a soda. When you say the, the area, if you leave like that immediate map, like you actually go to a different like area you where go to it would a be a loading quest screen. area. No, no, that's fine. But if you go, like, there's portals everywhere between the maps, and if you go to a different one, I'm not sure if it'll let you keep it. Mm. But my point in telling you this is it's very streamlined. Okay. It's really made to make it so you can cruise through the leveling process and focus on exploring and focus on interacting with other characters rather than just, like, I need to grind out quests. Because it doesn't right. feel like grinding at all. Okay. Another really cool aspect is that it really promotes group play. There's events that happen. All the time. Like, I'll, I play for maybe a couple hours a night. Say Guild like is that. in the title. Yeah, Guild Wars, exactly. But that's it's named that for a different reason, which is actually pretty cool. But really quick, these events, they'll be like a giant champion or a commander is what they call it. That'll pop up and everyone in the map will come to that specific place to fight them. And it's totally random. So you get a little blip on your screen. This creature has popped up and then everyone's running towards that space. And so you end up fighting with like 50 other people or like 20 other people or however many people are on all together to get that and then you get a bunch of loot so it really promotes you getting the best stuff quickly and leveling up quickly so that you can enjoy it with the people around you one other cool thing is that if you go to a lower let's let's say you have a level 80 character right which they give you one automatically for for buying the expansion they just give you an 80 character well they like give you, you don't a, have to beat the a game, boost to like, 80 sup and what's cool now. is if you get the 80 boost, you can apply it to any character and they let you try it out before you decide to actually boost that character to 80. So I had a chance to go through and try all the classes as a level 80 character before I haven't even decided on one. I'm going to go home today and actually pick which one I want to go for. Oh. But let's say I have a level 80 and I go to a lower level area to play with a friend of mine or to level up with a friend or whatever so he can level. It actually left scales you down. So if oh, you go there, convenient. you get scaled down to a level two or three or whatever area you're in so that you're still doing a lot of damage because you have awesome weapons, but you're not overpowered. You could still get smashed if you're not strategic. Right. So it totally levels out the game. Okay. And Very you can't go around ganking the, is there opposing factions or like? Yeah, definitely. So there's the battlegrounds like what we were talking about with, I mean, a little bit with World of Warcraft where right. there's, you would actually have like a big battlefield. But it's three faction and it's a massive map. And so there's three different teams and they're all fighting together. And the way it looks is unbelievable because it's literally like a giant battle. It's not tiny little skirmishes. It's like a huge brawl. All Everyone's in the same area fucking smashing each other. Right. And it's so exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah. So this can lead into why I switched off of MMOs into character action games. And I'm going to get a little technical here because I'm in more into the nitty-gritty of game development than these fine gentlemen are but what i'm talking about in particular is player agency that's a term in game development that means does the player feel like they're doing something basically it in the simplest possible terms yeah are you just pushing buttons and having the character yeah move over and over am i literally clicking on an enemy and watching some animation play out basically so when you're in an MMO, most of the time, that's what you do. You click on an enemy, 
and you're attacking him, right? And your little attack animation plays over and over and over until the enemy dies. And you hit the little buttons for your abilities and they go off in whatever particular pattern that you need them to. And that's the gameplay loop. And you just do that over and over and over and over. Yeah, that describes World of Warcraft battle basically with anything right but in this there's a lot of evading and you can double tap a direction key and flip out of the way so you can evade any attack and that is a trend that i like in mmos and i have kept up with mmos i've played them on and off for my entire gaming you know existence whatever you want to call it we'll call it a career yeah sure why not (laughs) it's like a job yeah so i've played rift i've played um dragomon hunter which is an abhorrent monster hunter ripoff but anyway um and i played terra and terra is the closest one to having the right amount of player agency that i've mm-hmm. found it's a lot like what you're talking about it has a lot of evasion it has a lot of abilities that actually move your character more like in a moba or a character action game like that where you're playing um for example for those of you who know about league of legends there's a character called warwick and Warwick can literally jump across the map on top of an enemy, suppress them so they can't do anything, drain their health, and then move along with his other abilities and stuff like that. It's very dynamic. So the dynamics of MMOs have been severely lacking for my personal taste. Of all the MMOs I've played, this one, I would say, has the most control Right. In the mm-hmm. sense that I feel like I'm hitting, I feel like, control. exactly. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing the movements rather than just like, okay, I'm hitting five, four, okay, two, one, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you're just hitting buttons to make it yeah, go. Which is all I got to say so, is wild star bitches. Yeah. Well, you got to play it for more star. than two hours to be able to say that, Eddie. <laughs> I definitely played more than two hours of that game. Let me tell you, I'm just maybe I'll two hours last week, but I've had. been playing that game since it came out. So I think we all need to get into Guild Wars and play the shit out of this game. <laughs> no, well, I'm definitely willing to give it a try. Yeah. But there is that other thing, other issue I wanted to bring up was the variety of playing in combat, which is one of the reasons I really love planet side i really love monster hunter i really love overwatch because with all of those games there's an incredible amount of choice in how you want to play the game in monster hunter you have 16 now 15 weapons to choose from something some kind of teen yeah each one is unique and completely different from the last so when you're playing uh, the point and click mmo games you're pointing and clicking generally but regardless with, of what yeah. class or person you're using yeah but with monster hunter or any of the character games like mmos or the hero shooters that are coming out nowadays every character is going to play completely differently where you've got for example an overwatch tracer is going to play completely differently to roadhog so with guild wars like i played a thief character the mm-hmm. other day and any weapon you put on gives you a different loadout with every character in the game if i put like I have what's called a guardian and it's like the big tank character. Right. And I use a great sword or uh, whatever, a big sword. I forget what they right. call it. Right. And it has a completely different loadout of moves than my Warhammer or a regular sword or an axe. So literally every weapon in the game has different move sets and different skills associated with it. Okay. That's good. Even with this other thief character that I played, I was debating whether to make it my level 80. I could have one dagger and it has a special loadout or I can have dual wield two daggers and it has a different loadout. So there's a lot of different things you can do. And obviously you can mix up the skills between the same loadout to make it. I mean, there's obviously different combinations you can do and stuff. Right. What so, if you combine them to make? So 
My question Three then. Three daggers. You know, it's funny. There's actually, with the newest expansion that came out, I think there's actually another one coming out soon. But they released a character um, or a, a loadout or something like that for a Four character. Four daggers. Where there's an elementalist who you have, obviously, the four elements that you work with. And now you can choose to combine two of the elements. So you would be, some of your attacks are fire and water. Or, so you know, I don't know what the elements are. Leaf <laughs> and air, whatever. Yeah. Earth and air. So my question is. <laughs> Probably leaf. Earth. There's actually a it's leaf usually character. Earth. So, is really? Yeah, he's like a big leaf dude. But, so my question girl, then but. becomes, how much are those loadouts about changing the dynamics of how you're playing? Versus how much they are about changing the way the numbers are added. It's completely different. Here, I'll give you a sort of a postmark or a, a, a line right a here. Thing. Like, yeah, a thing. I'm so bad at words today. But say Roadhog and Tracer was the example I just gave. Tracer is about not getting hit and about flanking behind the enemy, taking out the medics, and just keeping moving as fast as possible. Roadhog doesn't give a damn about being hit he just wants to run in grab someone kill them heal back up he doesn't care i mean you're you're talking you're comparing this game to a completely different style of game so it doesn't really work but you're also describing the basics of different characters in a game so yes you have the tank you're going to get as close as possible and distract the enemy you have a mage who's all dps and is going to stand back who's like a glass cannon right So essentially what you're describing is similar, but Overwatch is the furthest thing to what Guild Wars is. Okay, because the reason I brought up those examples was because that's basically what I found lacking in MMOs, is their characters, while having different titles and all that, were essentially three different types. DPS, tank, or support. DPS and tank just kind of stand there, granted at different distances, and support stands behind them, healing them or shielding them. Or but isn't that. that the same for Overwatch? There's not a lot of standing in Overwatch. Yeah, because it's a first-person shooter that doesn't really work for first-person shooters. Well, but then again, you have a sniper character. And yeah, you have to move around a little bit, but you're standing in the back. Yeah, and and you have the tank, like Roadhog, like you said, and you're getting in the front. So yeah. Yeah, besides the three classes that you mentioned, what was it? DPS, support, mm-hmm. and uh, and tank, or yeah. healer, I guess, too. Right. What else does Overwatch support. have that other MMOs wouldn't have? Well, Overwatch has deployables, like with Engineer. It has... Oh, that's... Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Well, but what I'm saying is when you're playing these, they need to feel different. There's six DPSs in Overwatch, or seven now, however many it is. And each one feels different from the last. Whereas in most of the MMOs I've played, when you're in those three categories... Everything feels like pretty much the same flavor. I'm, I'm going to disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like also. I've played, like when I played WoW, I played a couple of different classes. I also played a lot of different builds. My favorite was Warrior. Uh, that's a lie. It was Shaman. But <laughs> it was definitely Shaman. But when you do that, you do it in different ways. Like even when you're playing the same class, yeah, you're going to hit the same buttons, but you hit the same buttons on your keyboard, or in my case, a controller when you're playing Overwatch. Like you still do different things. Like, Wait, 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 wait. You play Overwatch with a controller? On the computer. I know. Oh, my God. Come at me. I'm not even scared. I didn't know we were recording with a Philistine. (laughs) I don't know, man. I've heard it a thousand times, and I'll hear it a thousand times more, and I don't care. As someone who's actually played Overwatch with Danny, his Zenyatta is pretty lit. Anyway. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) 
don't yeah, know what that means, but I'm assuming it's good. <laughs> the problem I'm having, we're kind of moving the goalposts here with the problem I'm having isn't that you're pushing the same buttons because obviously you're playing a video game and it has a control scheme. My problem is when you're playing Shaman versus this versus that versus that. Okay, let me give you a different, it, let me break it down. So like, I'll go back to Warrior because yeah. it, they it can do two, it can switch between roles. Mm-hmm. As a Warrior, you can spec into being a tank and your job is to keep the aggro and keep your people safe. But you could also switch and be not in the same exact time, but you could also rebuild them to being either like a Fury and it'd be a DPS character. And then you don't give a fuck about the other players and all you want to do is be a troll that blends like a man. Well, just damage is really what it just is. Just damage okay. to face. Right. So, so since Overwatch is too different, let me bring it back to League of Legends then. So say you're playing a warrior in World of Warcraft and you're playing tank. How much of that is you standing standing in front of whatever enemy you're fighting? But do you assume that every time you're just always standing there in like later game stuff when you're doing like a raid boss or whatever, there will be fire and other shit on the ground that you can't just stand there or you will die instantly. Yeah, you have to dodge. Like you, you have, have to move, to move around. around. There yeah. is interactivity to it. Just not like when you're doing, you know, dungeon number two where you fight like the fucking mud people and they're like, <laughs> blop, 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 blop. and then you just fucking and then they're dead. Right. Okay. Yeah. So plus there's a lot of mo- or uh, you know, trash mobs. And they do damage. So if you're a tank and you just stand there, you're going to get hurt. And you're, you're going right. to need, you know, no healer yeah. wants to heal a shitty tank. So now that's that you brought up. My, my biggest. <laughs> now that you've brought up Take the late the game stuff, right? <laughs> that's another. That's not a point in MMO's favor. How many hours into the game do you have to get before you get to dynamic combat like that? I mean, it's as dynamic as you want it to be. People create what's called a twink. Right? You know what a twink is. For yeah. everyone that doesn't know, it's a low-level character that is maxed out in armor and skill for optimized, that specific level. Yeah. yeah, it's optimized, right? So with that, it's a hard question to answer because there's level 10 twinks. There's level 20 twinks. You know, and you could... Twink really isn't the best <laughs> name for it. Yeah, but, I was about to say, there's another meaning. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> that means other things now. Whatever, right? the internet's but, a weird place. Yeah. Fucking deal with it. But, like, um, yeah, so... It's too broad of a comparison. I would argue that Heart of the Storm or League of Legends is also just too different. It's closer than Overwatch. Well, the thing with League of Legends and, say, Smite or any of those MOBAs is that when you select a character, you are DPS for the rest and in the entire entirety of the game. Though there are ways to kind of manipulate that by buying specific items that kind of can make your dps character more tanky or whatnot you're more or less dps for the rest of the game so actually be interesting to see an mmo that's kind of more like planet size loadout where you have your dps's your tanks that are actually literally tanks your aircraft and all that you you can jump into all this stuff on the fly and if you die you just hop into something else and go and play with that i'd be interested to see so mmo with that kind of loadout where you can just hop into whatever you want on the fly they really want people to play this game right they want to make it as accessible and easy as possible to get into you can respect your character whenever you want you're talking about guild wars yeah so in a lot of mmos you have systems like that but you have to buy a specific item and uh, well, it costs a lot, right? Yeah. It's not worth it. If you're going to switch, you better do some research and do it. But right. in Guild Wars, it's not that bad. As far as I've heard, I haven't gotten that far yet. Mm-hmm. But as far as I've heard, it's much easier to switch and to respec. Right. There's a game called uh, Path of Exile that is also uh, 
Diablo-esque uh-huh. game. And you can respec really easily in that one as well. It has a massive passive skill tree that is mind-boggling at first. But anyway. There's this section in Guild Wars where it's that giant... I think it's the giant battle I was talking about. Where you can be a level 1 character and go there. And they'll automatically spec you to level 80 so you could jump into the battle. So they'll bump your level up and you can jump in. So you can go in and not put any work into it and still have a ton of fun with people who, who have it. Okay. Right? Who have level 80s and have grinded. That's really cool. Because, oh, I uh, should... I should tell the audience at this moment, I'm not being contrarian. I'm not being uh, like down on MMOs at all. If that's your guys' jam, I'm just explaining why I don't feel like it's, it's my a, jam. It's a great... Don't try and back out yeah, yeah. now. We I'm know not, you're yeah. a contrarian. I'm not, I'm not backing out. I'm just saying it's not my jam and I can't really understand why it's people's jam. But you, you know, guys all honestly, obviously enjoy it. For me, it's the explore, Wow, the exploratory aspect i like exploring the world and seeing the different monsters and interacting with people and working together that's always been my thing okay, right so the socialization now, aspect. yeah but, but i'm not well, role-playing in the game yeah. no, like but, slash but, wink <laughs> no but i meant like you talk to other people and you work yeah. together yeah it's it's great like i'm always on discord yeah or you guys have discord we should all connect yeah, I've, I've got a discord channel that eddie's already on and Danny's Boom. already on. Get on. Get I feel the hype. Yeah, why am I out of this this loop? Because you haven't asked yet. I'll shoot you a link on Facebook. Bam, you're playing done. Cuphead all day. Dude, okay, we're going to talk about that in a bit. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I just wanted to put one thing in there because one of the things we've been dancing around is that you spend a lot of time and you level up a character and maybe they can do this and maybe they can do that and they can change it a little bit, right? They can change from being one or the other. The thing that, the reason that I really fell off like MMOs and stuff like that, and then I switched to games like Monster Hunter, specifically Monster Hunter, Yes, is because as you progress through the game, well, like we've said, you get parts from the monsters that you hunt, whether it's horns or claws or whatever, and you can use to craft that into different weapons and armor that do different things, like they give you different buffs. So you can make a build that you can use for different weapons. Like it's completely modular. Every piece of armor can be switched. You, can, you have people that like want all of the set to look the same, but you don't have to. And there's so, no leveling up in Monster Hunter. And that's what I was going to get to. There's no it's leveling all skill. up. It's all your body. If you take all of your high-level armor off and switch back to like your basic beginner clothes that you start with, you're the same. Like yeah. You're the same as someone that just started. The only difference will I be your skill. I think that actually allows me to articulate my point better is I don't feel that MMOs reward skill as much as a game like that's, Monster Hunter does. I, I agree. That's false. I agree. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Because that you can have a level eighty character and suck. No, I, I don't. It's mean all that about you can't be bad at an MMO. Your ability I mean, to play the game. Yeah. I don't know. I've definitely I played a lot of World of Warcraft, and when I found myself struggling in PvP, that's the whole reason I played was that you know I was getting out skilled, not because. Sorry, I was getting outplayed not because they were better at playing the game, but, but the because they had higher. yeah, they had bigger and better armor. They've been playing longer, so they acquired better armor and their weapons did MMOs more damage. Reward commitment to the game more than they reward skill in my opinion. But that's the whole that's the business model of an MMO. It's yeah, we that's want the you business to play, model. We want you to yeah. grind it out. Most if not all MMOs at this point and i would like to see that change yeah i I agree honestly now that you put it that way i think you're right yeah hey we got there hey guys (laughs) there's a game out that no one thought was actually going to come out ever this game cuphead is no one thought it was coming out probably it it got delayed and delayed and delayed did it really Yeah, for years well see i never paid i just saw that a trailer for it like a year or something ago three yeah there's i still saw a trailer for it (laughs) 
coming, and coming up about I was like, this wow. podcast famous research, what year did Cup Out get announced? Cup Cup Out, Cuphead, Jesus Christ. Cup Boy? Cup Boy. It's, it's Cuphead and Mugman. But this anyway, it's amazing because it's all hand drawn on individual cells, right? They designed this game and they actually made it the same way that 30s cartoons were made. And they actually recorded 30s jazz and all this music yeah. and it fits together so perfectly. I can just imagine them in the studio actually laying cells on top of each other. It's always yeah. so odd how studios that impose limitations on themselves tend to come out with these amazing games. Like with Cuphead, they committed super hard to this style and modeling. Granted, it caused enormous delays, but the end product is freaking amazing. It's passion. That's the yeah. difference. And we talk about like old NES games that are amazing. They're amazing, and they're freaking incredible that they managed to make that game on a system that you could fit on an SD card now. Well, they have giant SD cards now. Oh, okay, yes. That's <laughs> yeah. a bad example. <laughs> on a micro, mini, little, freaking dust tiny, A tiny thing. It's yes. very small. Yes. A small, very small. That exists. The what size you're describing, of your American... Don't Their entire system is the size of a photograph now, a digital photograph. What you're describing is the problem with the media industry as a whole. Because, I mean, Star Trek, in my opinion, is a great example because a new series just came out. And it's literally a J.J. Abrams action movie. At least the first right. episode is... Did you watch it? I don't know. I didn't watch it, but I heard tell. So it's it's good. Everyone should watch it. But it's like an action movie. It there's, leaves nothing to the imagination. At well, all. they're targeting a broader audience. They're not well, targeting regardless, just Star the Trek older episodes... Anymore. Are they leave it to the imagination? They describe things. There's a lot more just talking and less quick cuts, and it's more directed towards expanding your imagination rather than just like oh explosions, oh we're flying through space. You know, uh, it working with limitations and a low budget is a positive thing if you look at it the right way. Well, it's yeah, a, of course, it's we executed. Ha- like, yeah, I mean, well, we had this argument before where it's like function over form kind of thing. Where like yeah, a game can look beautiful and just be big and amazing and have all of this empty space, or even has stuff <coughs> in the no space. Man's Sky. <coughs> <laughs> hey, I know a lot of people who love No Man's Sky. It's now. apparently good now. Well, I'm, I wouldn't go that far, but give a rat's ass about it. Yeah, it, it, its release was so terrible that I refused to actually play it. I feel bad for the uh, the company that made it. Hello Games. I don't. I do because I don't think they knew what they were getting themselves into. More like goodbye games. I think they got a little bit lorded. Oh my god! I think they got a little bit lorded over by Sony's massive backing of that game, but they should have had retained more control. It was mistakes upon their part. Anyway, yeah, Cuphead. Hey, man, this game is. I mean, I hate comparing things to Dark Souls, and nobody should. Dark Souls. Right? Don't but compare this one to Dark Souls. It's not. Souls. It really can't be. But every internet site is like, it's the Dark Souls of, of platformers. So is that just that like... That means it's hard. Yeah, yeah that's that literally what they mean. People Dark Souls as a new way to say shit is yeah. hard. Yeah. Because people way, aren't used to hard games. They're used to Tomb Raider, like the new one, or Uncharted, which is not... They're not difficult games. But you don't have to... Just because Dark Souls was a very notoriously or a very famous hard game, that doesn't make it like Dark Souls. As you say, to hey, I'm not arguing with Bloodborne is like Dark Souls. To put this in perspective, Danny <laughs> yeah. had more trouble with Hollow Knight than he had with Bloodborne. Yeah. Which is like the Dark Souls of, of fucking Castlevania. A platform, <laughs> a platform well, it depends game. how you spec. Was, I bet if you use the sword, which is unfair you because Hollow Knight actually drew a lot of inspiration from Dark Souls. But yeah, we yeah, really on. did. Yeah. <laughs> super hard. Um, it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard, but it's super satisfying. So one thing that I thought was really cool, because I also picked it up. Uh, I didn't realize that it had come out until a couple days after it had and I immediately downloaded it and then I went to sleep because it was late and I had work the next day but 
upon playing it, I thought what was really cool about it was there's a so there's an overworld. It plays mostly in 2D. And there's a couple of different modes. There's like boss battles and you just fighting a boss or there's the run and gun where it's more platformer-esque where you run through the map shooting everything in your path to get to the end. And then there was a third one that I found where you're in a mausoleum protecting a benevolent spirit and spooky ghosts are trying to get it and you have to slap their stupid asses back into the shadow realm, which is super. Wait, wait. Did you not get how, to the mausoleum? How spooky are they? Too spooky for me. <laughs> Too spooky? My favorite is the one Happy that's October just going... <laughs> are you prepared for oh the skeleton God. walls? Have fun editing that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the order in which you do them is you you can choose. There's a path. It's not, you, it's not a linear... Uh, Sorry, what? But it's not a set path that you have to go down. Like, you don't just go and fight the carrot boss and then fight... The frogmen, you can choose to go up yeah, and actually skip the whole thing, which I thought was really cool. And as you beat the bosses, that unlocks different paths in the overworld. But it also, you get to choose your own adventure because you can actually skip one and then go to the next one. I don't know. I thought that was cool. Well, I know people who've given up already because it's just too difficult. Where even though I die a lot, it's just engaging because you can sense the passion in the game. Like there's so much detail and so much amazing like art. And style in this game that it just draws me back every time. Yeah, no, this this game is definitely my kind of fucking jam. It's, I have, and yeah, it's so surreal. Just a game that looks the way this game looks, being compared to Dark Souls, is so just surreal. Like, have you seen the game? Well, people are idiots, and they can't they can't describe things properly. They I think we're in that category. Vocabulary. Also, we're not great at describing I'm terrible things. describing things. But just but saying something's I don't Dark Souls like. <laughs> yeah, why don't we take that back instead of something being hard? Like Dark Souls, well, we can say it's hard. Dark describing Souls, things. I was gonna say Dark <laughs> like Souls Eddie. didn't. Dark, like, <laughs> what? Dark what Souls, the fuck? The problem with that comparison is that Dark Souls <laughs> didn't invent the hard game. Games were that hard classically. Like yeah. all classic games are pretty much Dark Souls hard. Well, but you're right. Dark Souls brought it back. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna start saying that my dick is Dark Souls hard. <laughs> actually pretty good eddie's a eunuch for the record that's why it's so funny <laughs> let me, sh- let me remind me to show you the dark souls boss called ceaseless discharge and we'll move on <laughs> well you can cheese. i haven't seen it i'd rather i don't <laughs> well i think i saw that discharge. Porn, actually <laughs> it involves lava don't worry about it ceaseless discharge is a great example because the majority of people who play the boss cheese him there's a like yeah, most he's people hilarious oh you is can that just... the one where you can drop him in like the bridge no no that's iron golem and that's Iron Tarkus. So you can just oh, run no, no, past. No, 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 not that guy. Tarkus. No, I'm not Sorry, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking I, about Tarkus. I now know what you're talking about, and yes, that I've, is. I've, I actually haven't gotten that far in that game myself because yeah. I didn't get. I didn't care for Dark Souls. Yeah. Very much. I haven't either. But I've I seen... am just super down on Dark Souls Let's Plays. I love watching people suffer. Anyway, moving on. Don't yell in the microphones, right? <laughs> Go ahead, Danny. Go. Yeah. So I really what? liked Cuphead because I actually really liked the fucking <laughs> animation style. And I really like the difficulty. I like a challenge like that. I'm I'm kind of the one that loves to take his head and bang it against a wall. Uh, as you've seen, maybe some of my track record at the end is nigh. And I tried my fair share of Bloodborne. I fucking 100%ed Hollow Knight. I have yet to do Steel Soul, but I haven't given up hope. You did 10 minutes of Steel No, I got hour? like five hours into five Steel hours? Soul. <laughs> Who'd you die on? Oh, yeah, you trapped yourself into that room. I forgot that I walked into a boss with a bad build and died. Um, But that's not the point here nor there. Um, But like you said, I 
realized really qu- so the first the first boss the ca- the cabbage patch kids mm-hmm. I fucking I died once and then Spoilers. I kind of got a feel for it. It's the first I'm boss. Kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Move on. It was so I died once and then I beat it and I was like, all right, cool. But it was a little tricky. Then I got to the next one, which is a couple of boxing frogs, which are fucking awesome. And I just love all the little interactions that these different bosses have. Like they take different forms. It's all like Steamboat Willie animation style. Like one of the frogs, his attack, he stands up real straight and he spins his whole upper torso and becomes a fan and tries to push you into the other one. And then later in that fight, he'll eat the other frog and become a giant uh, fucking slot machine. And you have to slap the handle, and then th- whatever the fucking uh, slots land on tells you what the next couple attacks they're going to oh, so be. Kind of like that King Boo fight in Mario Sunshine. Sure, I never played <laughs> Mario Sunshine, so totally, I it's guess. That table, anyway. Okay, but what was I getting with this? Oh, How it was a lot harder. Looks. I actually, I never beat the frogs. I left. No, no, I did beat the frogs. No, I did beat the frogs. I did beat the frogs. I got to another one and then I had to take a break because uh, sports were happening and I wanted to watch that. Mm. But. Sport bull. Uh, go sharks. But. Uh, <laughs> oh, sport puck. Anyway. Sport puck. It's not even sport ball. But. um, What I was to say was, even though I was dying and even though sometimes I wouldn't get as far or I wouldn't feel like I was really learning anything, something about the game and I have the drive to keep playing like well, I, want I just want to, to beat see. It. I want to see all the stuff. I love yeah. that every time you die, depending on like where you die in the fight, they say a different little rhyme. Every time the boss will have a little rhyme, depending on like what form they're in. I don't yeah. know if you noticed. That's that. interesting yeah, with games. Well, like- it's just it changes. I've realized. Yes, <laughs> I've died enough times. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is with all these games coming out, they're just amazing puzzle platformers and things like that. Like Hollow Knight and Cuphead. I don't know if Cuphead's is a platformer. I haven't actually. Seen gameplay. It's definitely a platformer. It's not a puzzle platformer. What is? Cuphead. Oh, Cuphead? No, it's not a a puzzle platformer. Well, then, with Hollow Knight coming out being amazing and stuff like. uh, Great, I forget words again. Moving on, stuff like Hollow Knight coming out. Some classic games are falling out of favor in my mind. I never really want to go back and play a Metroid game after seeing Hollow Knight. It just blows it out of the water. Well, the thing you're missing is that Metroid, when it comes out, the one that's going to come out soon, uh, not the one that just, was just released. I was going to say, didn't one just no, out? the new one's going to come out. No, so it, that that wasn't no, Metroid the new one? Returns is already out. I'm talking about the one for Switch. Oh, okay, because Metroid Returns is a remake of a classic Metroid game. Yeah, but any new platformers that are gonna, that are going to come out are going to learn from these indie now classics. But see, that's interesting because but are with they? Metroid Returns, it does learn some things, but it also holds on to some things from the classic game. Well, it has that, to. Well. I know it has to, but it holds on to some classic things from the classic game that it frankly shouldn't. Like, one example I remember, uh, I watched Donkey on YouTube, yes, uh, is an invisible platform that you have to know to raise up and is there by exploding one of your... Uh, bombs. Bombs. Well, I circle bombs. I don't know what they're actually called. Anyway, It's a bomb. bomb. Yeah. It's a fucking bomb. So in a specific spot on this specific place with no visual uh, notification. But you said it. This is a remake of an older game, right? Right. It's a remake of an so older game. So they can't. Why? They could change that. They could make it so that you could. There's something there that lets you know that it's there. This is a classic example of not being able to please everybody because the people who played the old game who are really passionate about it, which there's definitely people out there who love Metroid to that extent, they'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. 
but everyone new is going to have trouble and have to look it up. It's kind of like Castlevania, where you get the stupid glasses, the magic glasses, and then it flips the castle over after you beat the boss in the end. Totally. Yeah, so there's that. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, but <laughs> I played it the first time, and I had no idea. It's like, oh, I beat the game. Great. And then I looked it up online, and it's like, what the fuck? And I realized, wait a minute, I'm only at 50%. Like, well, that doesn't make sense. I beat the game. Right. So you have to, like, figure yeah. it out. What's the point is, is with Hollow Knight, there is stuff like that, but none of it blocks progression. So you can beat the game entirely and miss an incredible amount of stuff, but none of it blocks progression to the end. Some of, of it Metroids, does block progression. Very um, mobility things. Like you need to get well, you need the to get dash. mobility items, you need but to get none of the mobility items are behind secret walls. Metroid's a bad example mm. because it's a remake. If they made a new Metroid that had that same feature with like an invisible something, then I could I could complain about it. Yeah, but if well, it's a remake, it's like they has to be true to the original, and that maybe was something back in the day where people were shocked. You know, maybe yeah, a lot of people maybe. quit at that point, and only the true fans progress. Yeah, because in this particular area I'm referencing, you are trapped there if you don't know where the trigger is so you have to basically just try everything in your arsenal but that also takes me back to older games that weren't just like handing you the solution it's like you really had to think about it you would get stuck you blow into the cartridge a whole bunch thinking something was glitching out and then you realize like oh wait a minute it was an invisible platform. <laughs> Is this like um, in the Mario game? I think Super Mario Brothers 2 where you stand on the platform and you push down and you push down and then you fall behind the scenery and then you can run. Mario Brothers 3. Oh, that was 3. Okay, yeah. Is that so? Is that what you're talking about? Like something like kind of hidden that you no, because find that's more you... of an Easter egg. Yeah, I'd that's, say uh, that's like a that didn't they lead to like the warp pipe room? Yeah, or something? that was like a fun thing you could find afterwards, and yeah. I guess technically like a. I get well. No Mario well, saved that one. Saved. I guess you'd call it yeah. an Easter egg, yeah. yeah, or like going up above. But it's like a shortcut, yeah, yeah. The old one Fight where you could jump up and exactly. Yeah, that's not progression yeah. stuff. Yeah, and that's that's fine. not the only way to be. But still, if it, it locks you in that room, you said in Metroid. Yes. Yeah, so it's not like you can escape and run all the way through the back of the map again. Yeah, it's not like well, you know. It's like you have to figure it out, or you're going to stay in that room and, and, and that's give another up. Problem with some Metroid games is having to backtrack throughout the entire thing to figure out where the fuck you have. To but that's next. the style that even in Hollow Knight. Yeah, you do that in Hollow Knight. I know you do that in Hollow Knight, but it feels better because you have more direction, basically. See, I don't have a lot of Metroid experience. Like my first one game of that style was Hollow Knight. So I, I don't really have a lot to, to talk about on it, but I don't know. I mean, I backed up a lot and, but I still enjoyed it. I don't see why somebody else who is really enjoying their Metroid game wouldn't enjoy that. It just seems to me that you're not the kind of person that enjoys that game. Like you didn't yeah. play Hollow Knight. You watched me play Hollow Knight. I watched well, you play also- Hollow Knight and the, I played classic Metroid games, basically, but they were fun. It was just I would constantly be getting stuck, and that just takes me out of it. You know, I get an extreme sense of satisfaction from figuring those things out. You know, even though yeah. it's not fun backtracking all the way, going back and forth, but when you eventually find it, it's like, oh, okay, good, I'm going to keep going. And yeah. then it makes me want to continue even more because I put the effort in. Yeah, and I'm exactly the opposite. I go around, look, charge, and it's like, why the fuck would I ever think to do that? Kind of thing. <laughs> so I you mean, don't play a lot of point-and-click games. Yeah, no, really. No, I don't. <laughs> That's a good example. Point-and-click sure. adventure games? I should get you to play Day of the Tentacle. It's funny as hell. Oh, I, I haven't played I'm that one. God damn um, that game. I did. <laughs> it's an amazing game. We talked about it a little bit, I believe. Because Eddie's wife likes it, and he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually did just go back and play a uh, point-and-click adventure game, actually, not to totally 
derail this conversation, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I played uh, Leisure Suit Larry Reloaded, which is a remake of a remake of a classic Sierra point-and-click adventure game. The classic adult adventures of Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, Leisure Suit Larry, for those of you who don't know, is just kind of like a 40-year-old virgin schmuck who ends up in Lost Wages, which is a parody of Las Vegas, and his job is to get laid and possibly find true love. And you have to go about doing all kinds of weird misadventures, and you try and find some lovely ladies. And I do believe one of the games involves Batman. He said lovely ladies. He meant prostitute. They actually took that part out. They yeah. took the Batman out? So Boycott. So there was in the old game it was a tech it was a text game. So you had to type in walk left, go and store store. Well now it uses the more it uses more of a point and click method. Yeah, it uses you the menu. It uses the menu from like Space Quest and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't work anymore, especially because now it has audio and it has full dialogue. I see. So you can't do a mad libs like you could in the eighties version anymore. There, in the original version, there was a phone call that would ask you a questionnaire and you'd fill out a survey like, who's your favorite person? What's your favorite food? And then later in the game, that telephone would ring again and it would basically be a Mad Libs of like a sex ad for you with all of your answers oh. in the question. <laughs> and um, but unfortunately, that did get removed. And honestly, having s- played the, s- the first remake, which was just a basically an update from like the uh, 1987, 89. Fuck, I can't remember. It's, it's old. Um, and then playing the newer one, not a lot changed. Like this was like a big Kickstarter thing. They're like, hey, we're going to bring it back. We're going to bring it to a bigger audience. Who the hell kickstarted Leisure Suit Larry? Fucking did, man, because I played that shit. There was, yeah. There's been like six or seven Leisure Suit Larrys. I no, think. I know there's been a lot well, of them. It's just it seems an odd thing. When to I, actually succeed on Kickstarter. When I, mean, I was in, uh, when I, I must have been in sixth grade, and uh, was like the I game had just, you played in your basement, and locked the door. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you're like fourteen and you don't have the internet, sure, maybe, but like, and so back in the, when it first came out, probably, mm-hmm. but like nowadays, like the humor is in there and it's really funny. It's targeted. I mean, it's it's a guy. It's straight male humor. So for Anthony, sure. Anthony, you were in the sixth grade. Playing laser shoot Larry isn't that a little too uh, too I mean, adult for a sixth grader? Playing games like that. What's their conversation? <laughs> what's funny about that actually is um, the older version has it, and it has it in this one too. But in the older version, there was like five questions, like, "Hey, are you old enough to play this game?" And regardless of whether you said yes or no, it's like fucking liar, and it asks you a bunch of questions that like only adults would know, like who are all the faces on Mount Rushmore, who was like assassinator who was the only president involved in like Watergate or whatever. And then now, so they've updated those questions. I can't remember what I wish I could, but they were like really obscure, weird, like pop culture, not necessarily, but like history based questions. What is Kim Kardashian's shoe? No, it was like who did the big oil spill in the Mexico, Mexican Gulf. Yeah. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, that's easy. Yeah, well, for you, that's but not now, Dark Souls a, a hard. Little ten year olds not gonna know that's gonna be dark. I mean, it's gonna be one Lord Google search Soul. away. So I don't really know. That was more in there for just like, I think it was more there for nostalgia, because that won't that doesn't work anymore. Well, back then you couldn't Google things. Right, back then yeah. you couldn't, but so, now you can. <laughs> they've all been adults only games, like actually rated A, right? And when I was in like sixth grade, Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry Five came out, and this was like a full three D. So you want to know something really funny about Leisure Suit Larry Five? You son of a bitch. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's not five. It's actually the fourth game. 
and there is no Leisure Suit Larry 4. I got oh, like three. Is that Jazz Hands? No? Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought I saw Jazz Hands. <laughs> Eddie, how many fingers am I holding up? Oh my God. <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I guess it's Jazz Hands. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, that's our show. Oh, Harley, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, we'll Harley. About Cuphead next week. <laughs> <laughs> More Cuphead to come. <laughs> if you guys want to reach us, nothing's changed. You can find us on Facebook at hack slash played. You can find us on Twitter, same thing, at hack slash played. And of course, our infamous Gmail account, hack and slash played at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. We're getting tons of correspondence at this point. Keep it coming. We're loving it. We're really loving it. <laughs> Um, it's a nice change of pace. It really is the best. <laughs> and if you guys want to find me, I'm on harley-owen.deviantart.com. Nice. Is there, I mean, is that the only place you are? Or is there any else? Oh to no, find I've you? got Facebook pages and all that, but that's the one for if you want art to happen. Okay, cool. I mean, are you working on anything new you want people to know about? Do you want to plug anything? Nope. <laughs> all <Cool> right. Beans. <laughs> well, all thanks right. for uh, thanks I'm for joining us, Harley. If that's what you're wondering, like what? <laughs> Hooray! Well, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.